Welcome to our podcast. We're your hosts, Moike Boka. And Sibiel Siemo. And this is Splitting Hands. Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's channel. We will be having a very, I don't know what kind of topic you call it, not sensitive, but I think, it, I think it's a really great story. It's a story this time and it's not yeah. our story, which is great because yeah. you get to hear from other people. Um, but yeah, Moige, what did you go ahead and introduce our story today? Yeah, so today um, we're going to hear about being a teen mom and teenage pregnancy from Nuru. Um, who is a musician, an artist, a mother, and yeah, an all-around very admirable person. Yes. And the reason why I think we chose to do this was, one, it's a really, like you said, it's a stigmatized topic. I wouldn't say that it's, there's anything bad about it. It's not yeah. like speaking about sex, <laughs> but it is, it's, it's, it's kind of something that people don't want to discuss because they consider it to be shameful mm. um and i think even for me like the way it's framed mm. you know um i don't think my dad will ever listen to this but the only advice he gave me before i went to university was to not get pregnant oh wow <laughs> so you can see like yeah. how getting yeah. pregnant young is viewed as like the worst failure you can possibly commit as a young woman yeah um and that's pretty insane considering the fact that pregnancy is honestly is honestly like (laughs) one of the last worst things you can do like yeah there's six billion other things you can do um that are quote-unquote bad and i don't think that's what i'm and I think it's important for people to tell their own stories because when they tell their own stories, then you realize, you know what? Like, why are we shaming this so much? You know, yeah. I think, I think, you know, some days, I understand as people, we have, you know, a value system that we all rely on, but the kid has come, you know, like Honestly. it's not a shame fest and it should never be a shame fest. You know, yes. it, it, it is how do we move forward from this? What steps are we taking to taking, support yeah. this individual and yeah. support the individual coming as a result of everything, yeah. you know? And I think if we reframed how we went about, you know, these conversations, went about supporting the people in our lives who are going through this, I think it would make all the difference because it's truly about how do we support and move together henceforth, you know? Yes. Um, and I think there are things Nuru touches on and the episode that are great where she talks about root issues and I'm not going to go into it because I'm not going to spoil for y'all. You know, I, I know Munakada Udaku and you know, we're going ahead of time, <laughs> but I'll keep it short and sweet. But I, I really love this story because it's her story and there's so much happiness in it. There's so, so many silver linings in it, you know? Um, yeah. And, and I think that's amazing, you know. I think it, yeah. it's important for us to be able to hear from them, not other people speaking on behalf of them, not other people telling mm-hmm. us what it should be or what it isn't and what it is. Yeah. You know, she needs to tell her own story as it yeah. was and as she felt and as she went through it. And I think 
it gives so much beauty to the process you know yeah and and i think exactly. that's what i loved yeah and i think i think for me like the thing that i always wanted to know is like what should we do how should mm. we support um teen mothers in our society because yeah now if people make you go into hiding like you know you're Honestly. a robber yeah um it can definitely have detrimental effects on your well-being um and yeah like to be honest guys pregnancy is normal like these things are normal the average age of an african woman gets pregnant is 20 i don't even know if people get this oh, wow. for the first time yeah so it's very people get pregnant very young um and i think it it's about introspection it's mm-hmm. about um just learning how to be more empathetic mm-hmm. and conscious people um, yeah yeah and i think yeah. for me i'd say like it's you know i'm sure people they had like so are you supporting this and this are you saying that teenagers should get pregnant are you saying that no i think what you no. take from this is what happens when life happens you know yeah it's it's not about the before the before you can sit you and yourself and discuss it as you like but i think this podcast is about <laughs> you know what happens when life happens and how as pauline you said how can we you know on the mm-hmm. other end support when life happens and i think that is the most that honestly that that should be the question that we are moving from you know how we're moving we, towards thank you, know, you. That's, yeah. That, that, yeah that should literally it because life does happen we can't always stop it from happening as it happens when it happens you know yeah. things happen so how do we move forth from there and so i'm so grateful that nuru agreed to come on board and discuss this and be open enough to share with us and i hope you all are going to enjoy and yeah hi guys how are you <laughs> my name is nuru nuru kishugi i am a mom of two boys yes boy mom and wife to an amazing husband called abiata yeah <laughs> so basically my life oh by the okay important point i'm 22 yeah so the past basically what three years of my life or four years of my life have been like this has been the timeline so 2016 i got pregnant with my first child 2017 i gave birth to my first child 2018 i got married 2019 i got pregnant with my second child and 2020 this year god has blessed us with an amazing second born so yeah like basically <laughs> since 2017 uh yeah your girl has not been nuru <laughs> yeah so um i don't know i think uh, basically start from 2016 when i got pregnant i was how old was i i was 18 when i got pregnant so basically since i was 18 i have been elevated to this um extreme level of adulthood that i had to catch up with in a short amount of time because this is how it kind of happened so i got you get pregnant and for me i thought okay the next 9 months i have to mentally and emotionally try and remove my brain from where it was in terms of being a normal 18 year old with normal 18 year old problems 
but now elevate that to thinking like a mother and um, being responsible for a whole other human being. So in my mind, I told myself, you know what? I have nine months to get myself together. <laughs> yeah. So that was crazy because as a young person, you're just there thinking like, how am I supposed to do this? How there are so many doubts and so many things that come to your head. And the biggest part, I think, the biggest challenge of being a young parent at that age. I mean, I'm still young. I'm talking like I'm 30 when I've had my second child. <laughs> but just comparing, you know, just um, as an 18-year-old, the biggest thing was that the life and my surroundings and my friendships and everything, most of them didn't um, match the path of the person that I was going to become you know what i mean and so that means i had to get into a space of isolation kind of and sometimes i don't think you say this enough but i think isolation is healthy sometimes and i don't mean isolation like not talking to anyone but like having um your crew your small group of people who are keeping you in check and keeping you accountable and sometimes and some seasons it's just you and your boo you and your husband and some other seasons it's just you and god you know what i mean so i mean isolation in terms of um a stage where you feel like you need to separate so that you can get into a different frame of mind um yeah and the biggest thing was that none of my friends <laughs> were going through what i was going through and it was hard to talk about it it was hard for me to talk about my challenges you know like i found myself just on youtube listening to teen moms <laughs> Dude, every teen mom has done that. You go on YouTube and you watch all those 16 and pregnant and 18 and pregnant stories. And you know what I mean? Honestly, that's one thing that kept me going. You know what I mean? But as for that one-on-one -on -one contact, oh my God, this is someone who has been through this and I can relate to them. Okay, there was actually one friend of mine who had been through it before me, but I don't think in that season we were really close. <laughs> and so... For me, my said group of people who was there for me during my time of isolation and that pregnancy was my family, um, especially my mother. As crazy as her reaction was, I know <laughs> she's a typical African mom, so not like she was out here like, yo, this is amazing. I'm so excited, you know. <laughs> she actually, when she found out she came, I'm not the one who told her, my sister told her. And when she found out she came to where I was and... Um, I think one thing that helps is that my mom is not just, yes, she's an African parent, <laughs> but she's also a psychologist. And so there's a sense of understanding. Not underst I don't know, but there's a sense of, my mom will always go to the root issue. She will see beyond the reaction. She will be like, yes, this is your behavior. But she'll separate and be like, but this is the root issue. And so the very first thing she told me was, Nuru, um, to it's not a problem. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, this is you're not the first team mom others will come you know what i mean but the space you're in right now i can tell you're very broken and that's what we need to fix that's what we need to work on and so that was my motivation for saying you know what for the next nine months i'm going to mentally prepare myself for this and no i was not ready yeah <laughs> with all the preparation i did you just nothing can prepare you for motherhood nothing can prepare you for that experience of birth but um, I think it was really necessary just dealing with that, um, separating myself. But um, yes, some moments were lonely, especially going on social media and seeing how 
especially after the baby is born, like you're there scrolling on your social media and <laughs> you're there breastfeeding your child at night, doing the shifts, doing the night shifts, and everyone on your on your timeline is just like, yes, shots, shots, shots. And dude, we were literally at that age, like we were 18. You know what I mean? People had just gone off to college, like people were wild. Right now, <laughs> we've kind of settled, but people were wild. So it was like the prime of freedom. And like, here I am with a two-month-old or a newborn and he's not going to bed and there's nothing I can do. You know what I mean? I think that's the biggest mind shift I, mind shift I had to make as a young person. It's just um, accepting that with a human being, with another human being, if they're crying and they need you and you don't feel like it, they don't give a crap. <laughs> you still have to attend to the child. You know what I mean? Um, so that's the biggest responsibility I've had to learn as a young person. It's been the hardest thing to do because I think it's an age thing. Um, I think just when you grow up um, as a person, you continue in um, you learn the art of discipline and doing things even when you don't feel like doing them. But at a, as an 18-year-old, I think that part of the brain is still developing. <laughs> and so I think a lot of my guilt as a parent, as a young parent, comes from that, comes from moments where I feel like, um, you know, I just... <laughs> I didn't want to be there. Like my child is crying and I'm just like, you know what? I can't do this. I really don't want to do this, you know? And just that guilt. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We we survived through it. We, I think one thing that I'm fortunate um, to say is that, you know, the father of my child actually said, we were not together at the time, which is, I think, a story for another day. And I'll just be digressing. <laughs> But somehow we found our way back to each other and like having him there and knowing that not everyone has that story, especially getting pregnant young, not everyone's stories, oh, we ended up together and whatnot. And you know what I mean? But having that person who's there to support me, like it it, it really helps and it was um, really healing going through it a second time, like now when it was just me and him doing it. Because the first time, <laughs> as an 18-year-old, like, basically, my mom was my boo. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was, it came with ups, its ups and its downs and its complications. But I was basically, her baby was having a baby inside of her house. And so that's a whole other different dynamic, you know, that just is crazy. <laughs> Along the way, I've been, like, fortunate to... I think after I went through what I went through, I determined that from the very beginning that my story was going to be a story that I share. I'm going to help people through this. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm going to help people get to the root issue. And I say that because um, I don't go around telling people my story and saying, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I got pregnant at 18. You should all try it. You should all do it. No, guys, just don't. Use protection. Do whatever you have to do. <laughs> I'm not like it's not something that I think should be normalized and advocated for, you know, teen pregnancy. But for me, my story and my whole part of my purpose is helping people who have found themselves in that situation because it is a reality of life. And it the point is your life, it doesn't mean your life is over, it's not a death sentence. And that's something that society has just nudged into our brains. Guy, Ujamalisa Shule, peeps. I'm 22 years old, I'm married, and I just graduated from my degree. And that all happened while 
I was a mother, you know what I mean? So it's not a death sentence, but I don't go around like advocating for it, you know, saying, you know, we should all just get pregnant at 18 and the universe will align for you and you'll be married and, <laughs> you know. So, but, so that, that, that purpose has led me to just being um, in touch with other moms who have experienced the same thing I've experienced and just being a young mom. Some of them are married, some of them are, uh, you know, single, you know, and I think walking with them through their pregnancies has been so therapeutic for me because I think in life it's just about like giving, being able to heal through giving someone the stuff that you are never able to receive. You know what I mean? And in my pregnancy, I really craved someone who I could talk to who could relate to what I'm going through because being a young parent is just on another league of its own. <laughs> so I think being in touch with these moms and forming these friendships have been everything. And yeah, I'm just that person now. I'm like, oh my God, is she a young mom? Does she want to talk? I'm here for her. <laughs> I'm just like, young moms have a special place in my heart because it really is a crazy, crazy <laughs> situation. Yeah. Dude, I think the main difference between my pregnancy with Kian, who's my firstborn, and my pregnancy with Zavi, who's my secondborn, is the fact that, you know, I was married in one and another, I was living in my mom's house. And so the structure was very different all through my pregnancy and all through giving birth, you know, um, with Kian, my mom and my sister, we were just women in the house. So you're having women supporting you. And you know how women will be like, let me do this, let me wash this for you. Let me, let me do this. Like a woman will really understand what you need. You know what I mean? But being um, the responsibility of motherhood this second time around was so crazy because one, I have a toddler to still take care of. And two, I also have a man who <laughs> also needs my attention. You know what I mean? And it was a whole crazy, crazy transition. And it still is because Zavi just turned four months um, <clears throat> yesterday. And my husband just, you know, with things opening up, has just started working again. And so literally, I'm in the house with uh, Zavi, with Kian all day, every day. And then some weekends are those weekends where I'm like, where did I even look? Where do I even look for two weekends? Like, what's the difference? <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. And so taking time for myself almost feels like um, just a luxury. Like, how even? How am I even going to fit that in? But I did a thing two days ago, and I went to my notes, and I wrote things I must do daily. And naturally, as a mom and a, as a wife and as a woman, just being a caterer, I started saying things like, ah, make sure Zavi has done tummy time. Uh, make sure Kian has, you know, read his book or done his schoolwork for the day. And I'm like, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. This is a list for things I must do daily for me. Because naturally, I will always make sure things are done for my husband. I will always make sure things are done for my kids i mean not that i get it right all the time but just my heart will always go to them first by the time i'm thinking about journaling i'm just like hi <laughs> you know but so i wrote things down i forced myself to write things these things down and i wrote things like um you know journaling i wrote things like quiet time i wrote things like showering because yeah you need to schedule in that time for yourself <laughs> with your busy schedule um i wrote things like 
practicing my vocals daily just things that i know make me happy and um just you know improve me as a person me personally because the fact is if you're not if i'm not 100% as a person i can't be 100% for my husband and i can't be 100% for my children and so as unnatural as it feels um especially just being a mother as unnatural as it feels to give to yourself and to invest in yourself it's something that you must do and you must do daily like you have to have your things you must do daily and that's something i'm learning just in my second pregnancy because my first pregnancy i did not get that right at all i think i just dealt especially because of the guilt of knowing that this was a teen pregnancy and i already had this thing for you know i have to prove myself you know what i mean <laughs> i can't be caught sleeping you know what i mean hey apana <laughs> i am going to show up i am going to wake up and i'm going to feed this baby like you guys will not have an opportunity to say you know oh you see why you don't get pregnant and you know so already having that self-inflicted pressure in my head um i decided you know what i am going ham on motherhood and i totally forgot about myself and trying to rediscover myself whoa <laughs> i'm doing that just now in my second pregnancy in my second postpartum period rather just i'm doing that now i'm healing even um the parts of myself that i lost um in my first pregnancy just now and so for a period of 3 years i've i've just been trying to find myself and not being knowing where she went you know and trying to look back at the old me and realizing okay no i'm not the old me either but i'm this new me but then i don't know how to do this without feeling guilty you know <laughs> i don't know how to accept help but you have to learn these things um yeah dude the biggest thing i've had to unlearn about parenting um and myself and just i think it's just this whole thing of i think it's what i said in the beginning like just dying to yourself you know and that's not just come in motherhood but also in marriage and i know we're not talking about marriage but for me it's kind of happens happens simultaneously where i've stepped into these roles and i'm being taught how much life is really not about you i think like it's just about how you can serve like what can you do for the other person that's that's truly what makes you happy to be honest and motherhood has taken me to those places and forced me to look at those places and those things about myself that i don't feel are <laughs> that need work you know what i mean because when the newborn is crying let me tell you <laughs> or when you're in a stressful situation and you're just like i'm so burnt out right now the kids are crying i don't know what to do like the ugly part of you come out, comes out the yelling part of you comes out there oh my god i said sit down you know what i mean like just yelling at your kids and all of that it's a reality i mean we like to mom shame but it's a reality <laughs> and when that happens you're faced with the worst parts of yourself and you have a choice to either be that person or change and i don't feel anything else in my life has ever taken me there to the point where i'm like oh my god okay i need to work on this because as i said there's nothing you can do if your child needs you your child needs you so if you're feeling tired or you're feeling stressed you need to find a good coping mechanism if your coping mechanism was anger you can't do that now because are you really going to pinch a 3 week old no you're not <laughs> you know what i mean you just you have to dig deep and grow those parts of yourself 
to a point where you're like, you know what? Okay, I have to calm down. I have to do my breathing exercises and I'm going to learn a new coping technique. And that's how parenthood changes you. That's how being there for someone who beyond yourself, that's how it changes you. You know, that's what I'm like. It's all about giving, you know, because... I can always forgive myself for not taking care of myself, but I can't, like, I can't live with myself if I don't bathe my child for two weeks. You know what I mean? And so through that, what do I learn? I learn discipline and I learn consistency of doing the same thing every day, even if I don't feel like it. Anyways, <laughs> dude, um, the biggest judgments that I went, <sighs> obviously going through pregnancy as an 18 year old came with, a lot of judgment i think dude i actually remember in all my insecurity <laughs> at that time and at that age just going through all the emotions i remember going and buying like a ring and wearing it um on my left hand so that you know when we were out somewhere and i really started wearing like heavy makeup so i would look older just to remove that shame of being looked at like why does this child look like she's carrying a whole human being you know what i mean like I think I remember doing that because just, dude, the judgment and the stares, it was intense, dude. I remember people, seeing people that I know looking at me, seeing me and not saying hi. And then I hear them, someone calling me a few weeks later, oh my God, let me say this, how is Juliet, you're pregnant. Oh my God, how did that happen? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I don't understand this shame that... Um, is put on 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 girls who get pregnant like i'm like dude at, by the time i got pregnant the reality was most of my friends were sexually active so it's not like i just happened to be the one who got pregnant but then we're shaming the pregnancy we're, we're shaming the thing that's actually a blessing we're shaming the baby and i'm like dude the only difference between me and all of my peers is that you know <laughs> stuff slipped you know what i mean and that could happen to anyone. And so I think that's why that whole shame of um, just labeling this thing of, oh my God, she's gotten pregnant. I'm like, e no, is that really the root issue here? You know what I mean? Um, that's just crazy to me. I don't get it. And I think the biggest thing has been trying to affirm ourselves as parents, my husband and I, and being so young and asserting yourself because as a young parent, everyone will always just um, be trying to give you either unsolicited advice or think that they know best what they're doing. Especially the hardest thing has been for me and my husband, it's been really important to establish a new unit of family and establish new traditions and new ways of thinking because God is speaking to us individually. I think the hardest thing has been trying to get um, society to understand that as a young parent, I have the same emotions. I have the same um, convictions about parenthood. I want the best for my child. Whatever me and my husband want for my child, we are the only ones who know what exactly is best for our child. And so the hardest thing has been trying to assert that level of um, just responsibility when, dude, I'm a last born. And I literally moved out of my mom's house two years ago. You know what I mean? And so it's been this whole adjustment of making sure, like, when it comes to my children, no, it's me who says this. When it comes to this, I make the decisions. You know what I mean? Just that sense of ownership. Because as a young person, it's like everyone will always assume they know better because they are older. And it's like, no, I'm still the parent. You know what I mean? I remember um, 
when I gave back to Kian and I'm taking for clinics and people would be so surprised like, ah, mchucho na kuchua. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm his mom. What do you mean, does the baby know me? Like, I just, I never used to understand that, you know? Um, and being in a marriage with someone who's also going through it has been good because we encourage each other in those moments and we're like, you know what, it's fine. We are his parents and it's all right, you know? <laughs> and I think that's one reward. Um, that I think I'm living right now that I just think is the greatest blessing, just not having to deal with um, living in a situation where it was really tough. I can't lie. And it put a strain on my relationship with my mom, just being there while I'm trying to parent my own child, but she's also realistically trying to parent me. I'm still in her house. You know what I mean? Um, And so the truth is I did put her in a position where, you know, she had to, be challenged and be like okay this is a mother now but it's my child okay so does she have the last say when it comes to this do we follow her her instincts or do we follow what i did um with her as a child and how i parented her but me i'm like no i want to do my own thing but i'm in her house it was it was really complicated but um yeah i think doing this with my best friend now is just the best thing that i ever did I think the worst thing that I think mothers will always say they experience is when you come to visit a mom and you literally don't help out. Like I don't, for me, (laughs) people always think um, help is directly to like sit down and take the baby and just take cute pictures with the baby and sit down and be like, oh my God, she's so cute. I'm like, mom's especially moms who are just overwhelmed and at the newborn stage, especially what she needs, one food, obviously, but go to your friend's house and help out with the other things aside from the child. You know what I mean? Help out with the dishes, help out with the clothes, help out with the other kid. If she has another kid, that's so important because my relationship with my toddler um, really had to evolve and reach a point where it was challenged of like, okay, I'm not the only child now, but how do we move into this new relationship? And so if you have someone, the greatest moments have been moments when my mom takes him for the weekend and he's able to still feel special, you know, because the reality is that newborn state is crazy. So if you know a mom with two kids, go help out with the other kid. Take that kid out for ice cream. Just fill him up with sugar because he just needs to know that he's also still (laughs) important, you know, like, yeah, so help out with um, things other than the kid. It's not always about the kid, but there's 5,000 other things that she's trying to compartmentalize in her head. Like, June, I can't tell you how many times I've sat down and thought for like, a whole 40 minutes like what am i gonna cook what am i gonna cook what am i gonna cook and i'm like oh my gosh if someone could just enter this kitchen and cook right now by the way shout out to my sister who came through with that that was the biggest blessing one of the biggest blessings of my postpartum period my sister came and cooked for us literally we had food every day for the first two months of his entire was it three months of his entire life literally she just sorted us with the food and that was everything because I didn't have to think about what am I now going to feed my husband? What am I going to feed my other kid? What am I going to eat to get breast milk? It's just, yeah. So (laughs) 
Yo, thank you so much, guys, for having me, for allowing me to share my story. Um, I hope any young parent who listen to this knows that it's not a death sentence, knows that as different as each dynamic is for each person and each story, that um, you are enough, first of all. Um, you are everything your child needs, and your age does not disqualify you to disqualify you from being a good parent. And at the end of the day, like your child you know only you know what's best for your child so yeah have a great day guys bye yo man i absolutely loved that episode i think it was so fulfilling to hear especially what we can do as friends how we can support in terms of you know i love how she mentioned when you go to a young mom's house help out mm-hmm. you know not just in terms yeah. of like with the kids but you know help out with the dishes you know food you know because a lot of the times there's more to it than just the kids you know there's so much um you're thinking about where's the food going to come from how am i going to take care of myself you know yes. and, and you know also how she talked about the judgment that comes as a result of being a young mom and yeah. that honestly really broke my heart because i i do remember that season um in her life and mm-hmm. I, I, was, I wasn't at home um mm-hmm. and everything was very virtual so you know it's not as easy to always give the kind of support you want to give to your friend on a very physical yeah. level you know but that I, I think that really breaks my heart the amount of judgment and having to to hide you know having having to hide an experience that should be beautiful and that you should enjoy yeah. I, not to say that people's everyone's pregnancy is great but you know some, something that is yeah. you know that it should be a celebratory it, moment yeah, you know you know exactly yeah. you know and i think yeah. that that up to this day really breaks my heart but i'm grateful she get got to enjoy her second you know pregnancy and you know the feeling of feeling open and free you know but i i think yeah. who there's a lot we need to do in our minds on how we approach this sort of issues and how we approach the people around us, you know, when life happens, you know, but thank you so much guys for listening. And we'd love to interact with you on our social media. Do you know any people who are teen mothers? Are you a teen mother? And what insights do you have to share? Just follow our stories. There'll be posts after this episode and you can let us know what you think. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.